Hello everyone, Joe here. Um, before we begin the episode, I'd like to take the first few minutes to make a statement on behalf of myself and the rest of the Flight Risk podcast crew. It's taken me a while to find the words I want to share with you all today, uh, as these past four weeks have been pretty devastating to my mental health. I relived some trauma that I've never really been able to get over and seen some things that have made me lose faith in humanity recently. I want to speak out about this trauma <clears throat> and why it is important to the statement I'm making on behalf of our podcast today. I lived in a town outside of Ramallah, which is in the occupied territories of Palestine, uh, for about four and a half years. Uh, I went to a school uh, that was predominantly populated by Palestinian Americans, like myself. Uh, when the Second Intifada started... Um, I clearly remember the Israeli soldiers taking positions at checkpoints very close to where my school was. Uh, they opened fire on protesters with tear gas and assault rifles. One of those tear gas canisters landed in our schoolyard, where I had been. To this day, I still recall the feeling of first, my throat burning. Quickly following that was the feeling of my lungs on fire. My face watered up and I lost the ability to breathe, coughing and choking on whatever hell they released into the air. It felt as if my entire body was burning from the inside out. The pain and irritation was unbearable, and that easily became the first time in my life I thought I was going to die. I remember crying and trying to scream off the pain, and the other kids at the school didn't fare any better. Uh, we, we were all in the same situation, and that became the single most traumatic event in my life. And to this day, I still have nightmares about it. <clears throat> After we evacuated the school, uh, things at home weren't any better. The first night of shelling was by far the worst. The Israeli army took positions at the top of a mountain to fire their tank shells at another mountaintop. My house happened to be, well... Uh, at, at, at the bottom of a valley. Um, so the tank shells flew over my house and I felt the impact from a mile, from literally a mile away. My mom quickly made us take shelter under the beds on that first night. Um, we recited verses from the Quran hoping that we would survive. Uh, going back to school was an impossibility after that. Uh, the Israelis stopped any and all movement from town to town. We were officially stuck. Uh, the shelling continued night after night. One of those nights, though, I just got tired of being scared. Uh, I still followed the routine of hiding under the bed at first uh, when the shelling started that night. And then a few minutes later, I crawled out from under the bed. Uh, my mom frantically reached to grab me and I proceeded to keep going. Um, she yelled from under the bed. Are you fucking crazy? Get back over here. I hesitated for the briefest of moments. Uh, but I finally turned around and told her, if one of those tank shells hits the house, we're all dead anyways. So why should we hide? If it's our time, it's our time. Uh, I then walked over to my computer and started playing video games to take my mind off the absolute dread, absolute dread I was internalizing. I'm sure you saw images at some point of people trying to carry on even during the death and destruction the Israeli army rained down onto Gaza. Uh, when exposed to so much trauma and danger, at some point it becomes normal. Not even realizing how fucked up the situa situation actually is and how fucked up the situation has made you. 
After about two weeks, we decided to pack up whatever we could and head back to the States. Um, I'm assuming this was probably after a call from the U.S. Embassy telling us, hey, it's not safe to be there. You should probably leave. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, had, we had a relative uh, who was fluent in Hebrew, and he was an independent taxi driver who had yellow plates. Um, yellow plates give you the ability to drive in uh, Israeli territories, I guess. Uh, is how to best put it. Um, on our way to the airport, uh, we ran into a makeshift checkpoint manned by vigilante settlers. They made us all leave the vehicle, checked our passports, asked our drivers endless amounts of questions, all the while having guns trained on us the entire time. Think about that. 14 years old, and here are these men strapped up with guns and ammunition ammunition and grenades not wearing a uniform just willy-nilly pulling over cars and you're 14 years old that never leaves you that never like like i that i could i still remember that image it, it burns in my head okay after about an hour and a half uh, they let us go on our way to Tel Aviv, and eventually we flew back to Chicago. Having witnessed, having witnessed these things firsthand, and seeing how much worse quality of life has gotten when I returned years later, a story for another time, I feel it is imperative to let you know where I personally stand on the current situation happening in Palestine. With the full support of my colleagues, and because I am the resident Palestinian in the group, I hereby make the following declaration on behalf of the Flight Risk Podcast. We stand behind the Palestinian people and their fight for justice, equality, freedom from the occupation and colonialist policies they are made to suffer every single fucking day of their lives. We stand behind the Palestinian struggle for self-determination and liberation from their abusers and colonizers. We stand behind the ability for Palestinians to move around as they please, unobstructed and unrestricted. We stand behind the opportunity and ability for Palestinians to live free and securely, never having to deal, never having to further deal with the atrocities, war crimes, and racism currently committed against them. We further condemn any more building of Israeli settlements on indigenous and ancestral Palestinian lands. We condemn the displacement, forced removal, and disposition of the Palestinian people from their current homes. We call for the right for Palestinian children to be able to enjoy a normal fucking childhood. We call for the right of Palestinian children to be able to grow up with fathers without fear of incarceration from a government that is made to oppress them and leave them without representation or any sort of justice. We call on the Israeli government to stop jailing and shooting Palestinian children. We call on the, we call for the right for Palestinians to worship as they please without fear of being tear gassed and shot. We call for the rights of Palestinians to once again be able to sail the seas we have been navigating for centuries. We call for Israel to end its blockade of the open air prison we all know as Gaza. <clears throat> we call for the right for Palestinians to be acknowledged as human. For the past four weeks, 
The evidence has been right in front of your face. There are endless posts on Facebook and Twitter showing pictures and videos of atrocities being committed with your fucking tax dollars. If you choose to ignore it all, if you decide it's complicated, it's too complicated for poor, for poor little you to understand and identify racism, ethnic cleansing, and apartheid when organizations like Beit Salim and Human Rights Watch literally constructed fully fleshed out reports about how Palestinians are living in a modern day apartheid, then, you know, maybe Flight Risk isn't the podcast for you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. It took me a while to come up with the words for this, and I appreciate that you took the time to listen. Now, back to our regularly scheduled episode. Peace. And now, this episode of Flight Risk brought to you by our lovely sponsors at... My name is Castian Saya. Taken as a child trained as a youngling, sold as a slave and saved by the Empire. I am tired of others defining my life for me, so I shall take my destiny into my own hands. The Fandible Solo Shot is a two-person actual play audio drama using Fantasy Flight Games' Star Wars Force and Destiny system. Set in the waning years of the Empire's stranglehold on the galaxy, follow Imperial Inquisitor Castian Saya as he seeks a greater understanding of the Force. The saga continues. New episodes every other Thursday. Search for Fandible Solo Shot on your favorite podcast platform or learn more at Fandible.com. And may the Force be with you. Hey, Flight fans. GM as always, Dwayne here. My pronouns are he and him. This episode of Flight Risk stars... I'm Nimoy. My preferred pronouns are they, them, and I play Dork, the Mandalorian bodyguard. I'm Joe Kazan. My pronouns are he, him, and I play Bail Branda, a Mandalorian bounty hunter with a subclass of assassin. Hi, I'm Kyle, and I play Skip Fortuna. My pronouns are he, him, as well as Skips, and uh, Skip is the itinerant lounge singer and lesser half of the Fortuna Twins. Hello, my name is Velvet Divine, Fay Fair, and I'll be playing Anarchy Fortuna. She, her, the Twilight Tinkerer. Let's buckle up. It's time for another Flight Risk episode. A long, long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. With the party in full force, the quartet of Bale, Skip, Anarchy, and Dork attempt to free the slaves and confiscate the kyber crystal from the Sith forces. Will this raucous party be enough of a diversion? Or has their luck finally run out? So 
uh, Bale will go ahead and uh, kind of transition, uh, it, you know, kind of signal Skip to come up to the stage. Um, and uh, he'll slowly set the uh, transition to music for Skip to start singing. Whoa, I'm singing. Um, <laughs> Here you go. I, this is all yours. I'm trying gonna... to move away from that, but okay. Yeah, he, he turns off the microphone real quick and he goes, I'm going to go get the ships prepped. <laughs> yes. And then turns the microphone back on and hands it to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Faloon will be standing there with their data pad ready to record a, a, a live Skip Fortuna performance. This is this is what they, this is what they want. Mm -hmm. Well, let me start with a couple of my old and great performances. <laughs> As you all know, here's my rendition of my solo hit on coin, and I perform that while everybody leaves mm -hmm. and gets in position, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, it's so Just nice. Copy the audio over. <laughs> I've we don't need to, to that one doesn't need to be recorded in this particular podcast episode <laughs> because I've got a new one. So, um, but I just want to say how impressed I am at how clean and concise and precise everything has been in my stay here. I have been overwhelmed and overjoyed seeing the diligent work that all of you have done. A round of applause for all of you. Okay, that's enough. You're good, <laughs> not that good. And I point to Falloon like, yeah, right? <laughs> oh yeah she's got the data pad the lights on your face she's, they're ready to go <laughs> and after all i might be moff viking's assistant um but really who am i hit it and then nobody's there so i go over and i push the button myself because <laughs> everybody else has already left and i'm like me who am I? A far from perfect guy. A bum who wants to do what's right, but often gets it wrong. A Twi'lek in the galaxy who loves to sing his song. I am one with the force now, and the force it is with me. But I'm just a guy in the galaxy. Me. Who am I? A far from perfect guy. A jerk who's caught between a rock and a hard place all along. A voice, a guy whose voice is just right to sing the perfect song. A dope who's one with the force now, and the force it is with me. Yes, the force it is with me. And you've been duped. I mean, doped. I mean, the end of the song is here. Uh, so oh. <laughs> I love you so much. We get an extra light side point for that. Oh my god, that was beautiful. You get a story boat for that. Story boat. Story boat. Uh. All right. So as he's singing, he's doing his set. We know that the other three of you have been making their way mm -hmm. um, off stage, off stage, off to the <clears throat> the other ships. Um, I just need uh, Doric to do a check to see how drunk he is right now, to see how useful he's going to be in this next section. Ooh, what's Wait, Doric? 
drinking on the job? I'm only, no. I'm only. I I I picked out the people who looked like they might be a problem, and I offered to drink them under the table. That's the only reason I'm doing this. Allegedly. Not a hypocrite. It's yeah, part that's... of the job. Don't judge. Um, resilience, <clears throat> I guess. Yeah, resilience. I think would probably be the best thing. That makes no uh, sense. Yeah. Um, it's beer. And I'll see. Did you mix your liquor? Are you that bad to mix your liquor? <laughs> well, I'm specifically trying not to get too. I was okay. like, I'm gonna, you know, I'll do. Right, we'll uh, say we'll do we'll do three. We'll say uh, a, a hard uh, three purple check here against your resiliency to see how drunk you are. You were careful since, not to drink any of that Mandalorian whiskey with your beer because that would have just wrecked you. Yeah. S- since we've had a lot of these, uh, I will flip a destiny coin. Sure. Um, Hell yeah. Okay. That's what they're um, there for. So I, I upgrade one of my dice. That's correct. Wunderbar. Okay. Uh, and that's a three purple. Mm-hmm. No blues or blacks. Uh, no. You were like you said. You were being careful. You were drinking enough to look like you were getting drunk. Well, my, actually, you know, I'm I'm willing to up the up the thing if it's to make make sure that these got that I pick someone out and like okay. you you, you are not you getting really up. Really sell it? I will upgrade it to the four purple. You will make it. I'll make sure if you get success on this, you will have drunk all the valuable people under the table. And to make it even more fun, we'll do four purple. I'm gonna flip it. So now it's one red and three purple. Okay. Um. I I I can't spend more than one point at once. That's correct. Okay, three yellow. Here we come. <laughs> Love it. So this, no, no, we know this is perfect. So I got a you failure, two threats, and a tribe. So the clear thing is, Doric is definitely drunk, but he has one thousand percent wasted everyone <laughs> who might possibly pose a threat. But a triumph also counts as a success. Yes. Oh. So, yeah. So you are yeah, you are successful in what you did. But mm-hmm. I will say, yes, that you are drunk. You drank more than you wanted to. But with the triumph, yeah, all of their top, top soldiers, the officers, the guys who would have been noticing things like, hey, why are these guys gone? Or why, or why is nobody watching the loading area right now except for those 12 guys who are all really best friends? That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> But they all got drunk under the table by this Mandalorian who was just taking just shot after drink after drink after drink and just drank them all under the table. So a, a wobbly Doric is kind of walking out into the cold air out there and the cold just hits him. And you have that moment where you feel like, yeah. am I going to lose your lunch? But Mandalorian pride doesn't allow him to throw up and he holds it in and he kind of stumbles towards one of the, uh, the ships. So while all this is going on, mm-hmm. um, Bale... Uh, Runs over to the requisition office, grabs four pilots' uniforms, since everybody's already drinking inside the caves, yep. right? Uh, <laughs> the whole base is in there. Um, it, it gets all this, uh, all the ex-slaves, um, you know, all settled in, like on on in like in the ships. And like, all right, we're getting you guys off this rock. Don't worry about it. Settles like 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 gets all the um, the kyber crystals like ready to uh-huh. go. And it comes back and he points. Um, and what's the scene like right now as he comes back? As you're going back to the party? Yes. Um, I would say uh, Skip has probably just finished his his last song, the, the big moment. 
everyone's kind of into it. All the eyes are on the stage. There's cheering, there's drinking, clinging of glasses. Falloon mm -hmm. is just like big old smile on their face filming this, live streaming it on the uh, Hollow mm -hmm. Net right now. Yeah. Skip, um, Skip spots bail here. And he's like, gives a weird expression of bail. And he's like, how about an encore? <laughs> Dork whoops drunkenly from the crowd. Oh, Encore! So, 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 like, 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 Skip is like kind of waving off, like Bale, just like to go, 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 get out yeah, of here. Yeah. Um, at the at the same time, Bale just kind of lifts his finger and he's just like, just one second, and he goes uh, over to, hey, roll, sock him, come here. Since we're all leaving this rock tonight, I need you to help grab these guys and let's give them some comfortable seats on our personal ship so that we can go to where we need to go. Okay. Uh, and so, he's pointing at like the officers and stuff that are all drunk under the table. So you're going to, so you want to take the drunk guys with you? Yep. The, these guys who, who I'm, I mean, this is your choice. They're, they're going to wake up and probably be unwillingly on these ships. These are faithful. Yeah. Sith, these are faithful Sith officers. Exactly. Intel. No, no. We're like, like, robot and all them don't know what's going on in the background, right? Mm -hmm. Bale, on the other hand, would like to have these quote unquote guests on the ship so that later they can be restrained and he can take them in for either bounties or get information out of them later. Like, I understand what you're trying to do, but I, I'm yeah. just I'm just saying story wise, it's gonna look suspicious that you're taking how many of these guys with you? Because how many? You how have, many the dork? How many the dork drunk drink under the table? Okay, I'm not, I'm not, okay, there's like say the twelve that you guys have with you. There's like fifty some odd people. Dork probably well, we, drank under the like, table. Like, oh yeah, just taking them back to the barracks. Oh, if you want to drag no. some, if you want to grab a couple, I'm not going to let you take like 10 yeah. people. If you want to take like one or two, okay, I can let you take one or two guys with you. That's, well, that's well right. my, my, my thing is, right, how valuable are 10 people who work for the Seth, Sith, mm. right? Sith, who uh -huh. are, are, yeah, who are working on their operations, has inside knowledge of their kyber crystal, like, 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 or is that what we're grabbing? Um, What's well, you name? got a lot of you got a lot of the data from the computers. Anarchy was able to yeah. get that on their check. Um, these guys are, I mean, Bale would know this that these guys are mostly just like the security run this oh, yeah. this okay, facility. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, only ones that would have valuable like information that you could think of would be the two like that the Losta and then Faloon. They're probably higher up where they would might have information, but mm -hmm. Anarchy was basically able to copy like almost all of their data off of their computers with her triumph so oh, she has right. anything they would know she probably has 90 percent of the information probably on her already okay cool um well in that I case i don't want you to uh, risk something for something you that you already have hey hey Dwayne. hey, hey Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne, Dwayne. the name of the show is flight risk yes. <laughs> well, i don't want this this flight to be any riskier than it has to be bill bill right. bill you you don't want these guys, right? You, nah, they're lightweights. You don't want them. No, 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 no. I mean, that one, that one, he did a pretty good job. No, nah, we don't need. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He'd be okay. stuck in the mud. He can't drink mud. 
All right, all right, fine. We, you know, we'll just leave him here. Let them rest. All right. Well, uh, he goes off back to the ships and gives coordinates to each of the four pilots that we had sitting inside the ship waiting for the, us. The four Duros truckers. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, the first, the four Duros truckers. Like, need you to take these ships to these coordinates. We're getting you off this rock. He has some uniforms. This should be able to get you past. Uh, you know, any suspicion, right? Everybody's already in the cave. You're good. All you need to do is go. Uh, it, it, and before uh, before I send them off, though, is everybody in the base inside these caves partying? Like, am I 100% um, sure that everybody inside the base is No, I mean, they're, they're going to be the 12 guys you have out there pretending to be guard, like guarding everybody like they're supposed to. Yeah. But there's going to be people who are like in the turrets and things like that who aren't necessarily part of your 12. There are guys who are doing mm -hmm. other stuff. You wouldn't have everyone, but you know that you've kind of set it up where these ships are supposed to leave. So no one's really going to stop you per se mm -hmm. when you guys fly off. No one's going to try to shoot you down. So that should be good. But I mean, there are people not on your side. Oh, okay. Well, in that case... That's that's fine. I'll just uh, have those uh, four truckers truck their way off the base. If I know that they're going to be safe and they're not going to run into any sort of resistance. And if yeah, as far as you can yeah. flip a point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, as far as you know, right now, it's pretty much everyone's either distracted at the party or uh, anarchy kind of set up the turrets not to be super functional anyway. So, <laughs> OK, cool. Fine on, on your, your escape. And uh, we've made off with all those kyber crystals and all those free people. Well, we're not off the uh, planet yet. So. Uh, well, well, don't put your don't put your space cart before the space horse. Ah. <clears throat> the spores, so, if you will. The spores, yes. Those deadly spores. Use the so, spores. Uh, we had the, the three of you guys have got a drunk Doric is now outside. Bale is handing out uniforms to the uh, Duros truckers. Uh, Anarchy, how are you getting? How did you sneak out of this party while while Skip was singing? I think whenever it was at like its highest, uh, I would have snuck out with the calf bot <laughs> or made some like excuse about needing to check something because I, I think Anarchy's up there with the ships, uh, you know, just making sure all systems are a go and just maintaining that, uh, you know, that smoke screen she had set up when we arrived of all outgoing reports to the Sith fleet being an all clear. Okay, cool, cool. And then, uh, so. Skip, you see from the stage that your uh, all of your compatriots have made their way out of the party area. How does Skip get off the stage, and what what does he do once he finishes his last song? Doesn't he just keeps performing and singing and waiting for the ships to blast off? Okay, so you just keep doing numbers. Okay, so yeah, he, okay, he's going. He's going through his greatest hits. <laughs> yes well he does his three encores hopefully that should be enough that should be more enough time sure so yeah the um the four of you guys or the three of you get to the ship so we have the starhawk we have kit kit cloud kicker ship uh and the four transport ships um but uh almost said bail bow and bexa uh kind of rush over to kitch uh kit ship that's a Huh. Mm -hmm. Things hard to say there, and uh, <laughs> they board that. Um, Jexum um, will follow them because he was kind of told to go this way, and Skip kind of promised him a promotion, so he's going to follow the group <clears throat> this way. Yeah. Um, 
do all you guys get on the Starhawk? Do any of you guys get on the freighters or what are are the three of you doing? Uh, Would there be any sort of value in like having people go to other ships? I mean, Uh, not necessarily. Uh, so, uh, Bale, uh, so have the four ships that we need to go off, go off? Like, have they been sent off? Uh, yeah, you see them getting ready to go. The Duros are kind of doing mm-hmm. their checks. The ships are kind of doing that. Kind of hovering. <clears throat> these guys haven't flown necessarily these ships before. So that there's a little wobble, a little this there, and they kind of slowly start taking mm-hmm. off a uh, towards their the coordinates that you gave them. Which, where did you send them? Uh, well, wherever. Uh, well, was it Kit's job that we were working on? I had so, done some kind of check to find some like point that would get, uh, and I'm happy to repeat it, but I, I think I found a place where they would be far away um, enough from like the main fight or the main guns that it's really the only spot they could try to make. Um, a relatively clean getaway <laughs> towards our main ship. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, um, are the the three of you guys all going on the Starhawk, or what is this the situation? Because there's Kit's ship, and then there's the Starhawk as well. Um. Well, I'm... I assume I assume Bale's going on the Starhawk. I didn't know. Oh, if, absolutely! Uh, like one hundred percent. If Anarchy and Doric had uh, a different plan. I, I, yep, I think I see them lift off in the sky. Uh, uh, Dork says, "You know, I I like this plan, Bale. I, we, we've had a lot of plans." Um, uh, Bale immediately slaps him. He 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 immediately like slaps um, Dork and goes, "You need to stop talking now." <laughs> and like pushes him onto the Starhawk. <laughs> he pushes him like like not out loud. Like 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 Bale knows what's going on, and he Bale like has seen this before because Bale has done this many many times in the past. <laughs> We're in a base full of hostiles. You cannot be talking about this stuff out loud. So Bale just like slaps Doric and goes silence on the ship. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> Dork stumbles it and, and, and plops down on a chair and pounces. Yeah, and then so, he runs out. Skip, I assume, is still singing. Runs in, so so. Bale runs into the cave. Hold gives on. him the. Th- oh, I'm gonna give you a second here. So as this conversation, this argument is happening happening between Doric and Bale. I'm gonna flip this uh, dark side point. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and. We have uh, a moment where uh, maybe Dork's too drunk to notice it, but Bale, you hear the sounds of a few ships kind of breaking into the atmosphere, heading towards you. And you can look up and see that these are some very aggressive ships. These are, I guess, similar to the Starhawk in that way, where they are more <coughs> combat ship than transport ship. This is not another yeah. delivery. These are definitely aggressive ships. They're not the Sith ships you've seen before. And um, you, let me see, give me a knowledge check, uh, Bale, or maybe Anarchy too. Maybe she, she can know so Dark will be too drunk. But the two of you give me a knowledge <laughs> check for, 
Uh, let's say Underworld, if you have it. I got uh, it. Could I do Underworld or Warfare? They're, they're both the same. I just don't know which one uh, would be this, closer. This is Underworld, just to see if you recognize the organization that's coming at you. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the difficulty? Um, we'll say we'll make it three purple. Uh, three successes hey. and five damage. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I too got a threat. But also <laughs> three successes. There's so many threats. <laughs> they're they're very threatening. These ships are very threatening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna have that that the both of you recognize that the not that they have a flag per se like true pirates would be, but you notice that the insignia on these ships is that organization that Kit mentioned, that the Shirak Khan, his organization who worked for Karn Danaj has now come because in those death thralls that Karn was having, he was trying to send out a message and saying that they had been betrayed, that something had gone wrong down at this place, that the Sith or someone had betrayed them. So Shirak has sent his forces to wreak havoc. And as these ships are coming down, they start opening fire on those four ships that were leaving and also on all of you on the ground. Oh boy. Oh, no. Um My so, crystals. So, yeah. So so Bale uh taps anarchy on the shoulder going, Anarchy, do you think we could get to the towers and tell uh, fix fix the turrets on them? Uh yeah, I need those crystals. All right, let's do that. Because if we don't do anything about this, our crystals and our friends. I'm going to be no more, and we cannot have that. What? So, Why are they shooting at, at Cloud? Cloud Shut up, Dork! Shut up! You said enough! <laughs> Dork so, falls asleep in the closet. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, I want to say that in this moment, with the yelling and the firing, that Dork, you... Uh, he, you're a well-trained Mandalorian, correct? Mm -hmm. You have been doing your job for sure majority of your entire life, right? Mm -hmm. So autopilot would kick in for you in a moment where you hear these explosions and in your head, you realize that someone's missing. Oh. You know that Anarchy is on the Starhawk. She's on her data pad trying to access those turrets. Bale just ran past you. He's heading toward the cockpit to get this thing off the ground to battle these things in the air. And you notice that you're missing someone. Skip. <laughs> Dork stands up, uh, shoves Bale aside, and begins running down the gangplank <laughs> through the snow. Sure. We had this this scene where the gang the the plank is raising up as Bale starts to take the Starhawk off the ground, and as it's closing, you just see a nimble Mandalorian dive out the back of the Starhawk as it starts to take off to engage in this little space combat. And we have I'm gonna let you guys know you have the Starhawk, and then the other four ships we we already established are just freighters with very simple lasers, and then you have Cloud Kicker's ship is a notch above a freighter. It doesn't really have anywhere near the weapons of even the Starhawk. And there is about, about 10 ships coming down at you right now. Even with, even with the two turrets that this mining operation has, it is not going to be an easy situation right now. 
that you see that the four transport ships are trying to fly off as fast as they can and they're being shot at and these these space truckers are doing their best to evade fire but they desperately need help to get off planet uh i guess bale's gonna engage into some space combat (laughs) um this is not going to go well, I don't think. <laughs> Before the hatch closes, I'd like to try something, Dwayne. Or that. Sure, yeah. Uh, there's nothing saying that Bind has to specifically work on something organic that I read. Could I try to, like, crush a component or a wing of at least one of those ships? See if something happens? <clears throat> Um, sure. That's a creative use of it all. I like the idea of thinking outside the box. So you're trying to basically hold a piece of the ship still as the rest of it flies by. Uh, I mean, since ideally, like, at least from what I get from Bind, it's like holding and crushing. So see if I, knowing, you know, the ship, if I can grab some kind of component, like an engine or something that will either, you know, drop it or you know, maybe throw it off balance or something. Sure, you can give that a try. I forgot how to roll force powers. I just rolled two. My, my force rating is two. Mm-hmm. And then you use whatever generates for your powers. So if you, you but if you're using dark, then you, you, you'll earn conflict. And if you generate light, you can use light and then it doesn't have any negative impact. Okay. And if you're doing something horrible to someone, you probably need to use dark and then you'll earn conflict and then you'll fall ever further to the dark side, which made Dwayne smile. <laughs> because that's my Dwayne. expectation. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, so I just roll two force dice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm not hurt. I mean, kind of. No. I'm hurting a ship. It's not alive. Well, you're, you're trying to kill the people inside of it, no? Not specifically. I just want the ship out of the sky. Whatever happens to them, you know. Okay. So, um, I will say that this binding does affect one of the ships, and since it's light side, we don't want you to earn any conflict that whatever you just do, I want you to describe how you bind a ship and it crashes, but no one dies in this crash. That Somehow, it, land, it either lands or crashes in a, a non-violent, deathy way. Yeah, I think I'll just... Uh... Since I'm assuming these are, because mm, I haven't seen the ship, I'll grab a hold of something, you know, like either something holding a wing or maybe one of the engines if they're external and just crush that and throw it out of its, you know, what, what however's holding it up, just so we have one less thing shooting at the our escaping ships. Okay, sure. Yeah, and then I, I know when uh, Anarchy uses her force power, it kind of is that, we talked about that green, cloudy, Dathomirian magic, correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, one of the ships just almost like tentacles kind of leap from the Starhawk and wrap around one of the sides of, of another ship, yanking it to the ground. And it just slams loud, like almost like a, a foot pushed it down to the ground and the wing just slams, the thing flips over and skids to a stop. Cool beans. So we now have good like nine ships blasting away in space or at least in the lower atmosphere at the four 
for transports and a kick cloud kicker ship. Uh, kick um, cloud kicker is going to go over on the radio and go. Guys, we have to get out. We, we are going to die. They are coming. This is just the beginning. This is just the start of Sharkon's forces. These are his scouts. His big ships are coming. We need to get the heck out of here. We need to get the heck out of here now. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, well, before Bale, like, takes off, uh, he goes to grab the uh, snowball squad and goes, um, is there anybody from the snowball squad still out here? Uh, no, I'd assume everybody from the snowball squad as part of the, your guys' thing was to get on these ships and leave with you. So they'd yeah. be either on yeah, we're the taking them with us. I, say like we split the 12 of them four on each of the transport ships evenly mm-hmm. on the four transports of so four with <clears throat> each crystals and all that kind of jazz. So they're yeah. all off the ground. All of your aligned people are now in the air being shot at and possibly exploded. Yeah. Uh, so, so okay, so there's no reason for, uh, well, Skip's not on the ship. Damn. Well, now the question is if you would have noticed that, because you may not have noticed Dora it. Dora kind of ran and pushed you. <laughs> yeah, Bale rushes to the uh, cockpit of the Starhawk. As it's taking off, we see the, the door slowly closing. Dork leaps out the back. Anarchy has yanked the wing kind of almost halfway off a ship as it crashes down. And another nine ships are just firing at everyone, either in the air or on the ground. Kit's message comes across about these are just the scouts. This is the first wave. We need to get out of here now. So we'll go inside the Starhawk and towards Anarchy and bail inside the Starhawk as yeah. fire. The end, everything's going off. Kit's message just played saying we need to get out of here now. So what did the two happen? To yeah. Do? So so Bale uh, starts off by uh, sending orders to Pip and Perry. Uh, <clears throat> Pip, Perry, get on the turrets. Pip, pew, pew, two. Yeah, Pip was oh. <laughs> Double pews, that's right, Pip. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, we got some ships to sink. Oh, man. If only this was a water combat. All right, so he gets in his, his rightful place at the helm. And he's uh, he puts on his Mandalorian helmet on top of his, like, suit from Harlan shop <laughs> and goes all right now this is a little better um he puts the ship in just just fifth gear from like first gear to like fifth gear and just takes off and starts uh dog fighting and he's like I, oh anarchy by the way you may want to hold on to something i um, embraced and i'm basically like yeah like that like vitruvian man like yeah like clamping my tackles <laughs> on the four corners of the ship Seven anchor myself in place Bale radios the tower and goes, I need cover fire for those ships now. Yeah, the, the turrets would already yeah. start firing because to the turrets perspective, these space pirates are just coming down and shooting at what they believe is their freight yeah. just leaving. So yeah, they will definitely be defending you. Now, I yeah. won't guarantee that they would not, probably not shoot at the Starhawk because you're not one of the regular ships, but you're not being aggressive. So you're not anywhere on their priority list. So yeah, they yeah. are definitely firing off at the uh, other yeah. ships. Um, so I, go ahead. Oh yeah. So like, uh, Bale is on the comms and saying, "I need cover fire at X two one four Y three one five Z two one five. Take down those two ships, and we'll get our ships home and safe." Sure. So yeah, they will start firing off in those uh, coordinates that Bale gave. Um, I want to have a, a little like a combo check from the two of you right now. I want uh, mm-hmm. Bale, you're going to give me uh, either a piloting or maybe if you want to use, I'll even let you use a warfare right now 
to see how where how well you get um out of here with this group uh anarchy if you want to you can say hacking into the starhawk if you give me a successful computer check you can actually crank the starhawk all the way up to 11 and give a boost to bail on his check yeah so okay. if you want to give uh a four purple check on a computers sure. um i'm gonna flip the you... light side point um sure. and turn my green into a yellow uh, sure. That will leave me with three yellows and one blue against four purple, correct? Hold on, stop. That Hold mm -hmm. on, I'm going to have Anarchy go first because if she's successful in hers, she can <clears> actually <throat> give you some boost on what she's doing. She's trying to help make your role better. So we're going to let her go first. Then your difficulty will be something different. So un momento. But right, yes. So my computer's against four purple? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, perfect. Ooh, yeah, so, yeah, so as you're piloting, getting ready to do your, your moves, Bale, all of a sudden... It's like in the movies, like all of a sudden your dash and all the little lights get brighter because all of a sudden things are doing more than they should. The red, the, the little red line, it goes past the red line. This is 120% impossible. And you realize that the Starhawk is like doing stuff that you did not know it could do. Yeah. Hawk, baby, what's going on? And he's, he's like spiraling up in the air, like doing these like flips and like, like he at one point, like the thrusters stop, he just drops and then they get going and they just zooms <laughs> off. And then um, what's it called? So I'm going to, so what, how many boosts will that, those two successes? Uh, that will be uh, two blue. So you got two successes. I'll give you two blues to your, your check on top of whatever so you're doing. So two more, uh, two more on top of the one the Anarchy originally gave me or just two? Uh, Anarchy wasn't giving you a one initially. Okay. So I think you had that blue because you tried to flip a light side point. Is that what you think? Yeah, you, you were flipping a light side to upgrade one of your things. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so just so, two blue sounds like. Uh, what's the difficulty on this roll? Um, this is space combat. I'm gonna say it's gonna be uh, a daunting check because you are severely outnumbered. You are with space truckers who are not trained pilots, uh, so it's gonna be four purple. I'm gonna flip a dark side to make it one red and uh, three purple. Two advantages. Okay. So, Bale, you don't necessarily fail in what you're doing, but you didn't really succeed uh, either. Mm -hmm. So in this, you see the firing, they're, they're shooting. And as you guys get close to jumping to hyperspace, you notice that of the four ships that you took off with, there were only two remaining. That the smoking remains of two of the ships are heading towards the uh, the surface. They've been shot down. They're not completely destroyed. They're heading towards the ground. You're unsure if the crew is alive or if they're going to survive this crash, but you guys leap to hyperspace uh, with no death on your ship and you have two ships, yes. yeah. Kick, cloud kicker ship, mm -hmm. jumping towards your predestined uh, coordinates as those two ships are crashing back yeah. down to Ilum. Uh, we and, will... Uh, Bail Bail uh, immediately radios in uh, on the two ships uh, and he goes, alright, which ships are you? I was gonna ask the way. Uh, is it is the ship landing, or is it like is it a smoky remainder, or like did it blow up? Because I'm imagining if they hit one of the ones full of kyber crystals, then. Well, from your guys' perspective, they are smoking and heading towards the ground. You you, okay. you don't know which. Yeah, you are unsure which one it is. But um, yeah. I don't know how you guys designated which ships they were. I mean, the the two pilots will just answer. Go five on. reds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Anarchy would have marked it down, but there wouldn't have been any, like, obvious outside sure. markings. 
for Anarchy's records, we'll say that you notice it's. We'll just make it easy. One of each. That one of the okay. crystal ships and one of the slave ships is heading back towards the ground, it's kind of smoking, damaged, heading down. As you guys leap to uh, hyperspace out of there, we'll cut back to Doric running across the uh, surface of Ilum as just blaster fires erupting around him from these ships who are thinking that they've been portrayed by the Sith and they're trying to raise this little mine as as Doric is running. Uh, Doric, give me one uh, check to see if you get hit by any of these shots or how much damage you take before you get back into the mine. You could, uh, whatever skill you think would be best to help Doric dodge blaster fire. It could be athletics. It could be warfare, maybe, because you know where people typically shoot. Whatever you think would help him dodge fire. Sure. Okay, uh, what difficulty? Um, we've been making it kind of hard since we're kind of ending right here. We'll say it's a, a four purple as well. Uh, flip a light side point. <laughs> sure. All right. Woo! Noise. Oh, I didn't even flip the light side point. I oh oh well, never mind. I'll, I'll okay. unflip that because I didn't spend it. All right, okay. perfect. So describe how Doric uh, kind of serpentines and dodges through. Yeah, so so there is this shot of Doric um, uh, uh, trudging along the the, the heated tarmac, uh, kicking up little uh, dusts of uh, falling snow as he is sprinting hell for leather. Um, a blaster shot uh, lands a couple feet away from him, and, and uh, he immediately turns and starts moving, uh, not in the other direction, but uh, through where the blaster fire was. Then he switches around, and, and in a in a sort of uh, not a, not even a zigzag pattern, but like every second or third shot, he will switch directions. Uh, and he, he sprints down to the entrance of the mine, um, uh, catches himself on a beam, uh, and looks out at the, uh, the, the party. Do, has anybody noticed the blaster fire yet? Yeah, they're the, the drunken soldiers are kind of scrambling about trying to get to positions where they could fire. But remember, this was just a simple mining facility. This isn't really like a military base. The couple turrets they had were just for a precaution because that's what you do and they're being overwhelmed. So they're not prepared for that. They're trying to scatter, either running for their lives or trying to get coverage. Some of them are retreating back into the mine, maybe trying to hope to fortify and bunker in or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So Skip will hear this yelling as just explosions are happening outside. Uh, I assume the, uh, Skip is the crowd start cheering Skip, Skip, Skip. Exactly. Oh, maybe, maybe they think it's part of the light show, and it's like, the, wow, the bass is really good in this DJ system. That's hilarious. So yeah, you hear uh, Skip. You you hear those explosions and stuff happening outside. I mean, I, I assume at some point you stop singing. And no, I come. Maybe I assume that they are um, that the ship's taking off, and there might be some sort of problem. So I just turn up the 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 volume even louder and just. <laughs> bring up bring on the gusto Skip, the get your blue ass over here <laughs> he's turned on the smoke machine on high <laughs> you remember me <laughs> singing away dork runs down through the scrambling people and physically drags him off the stage what? just tackles him 
Yeah, I think, yeah, we can have that MBR as Doric just leaps across the stage, slow motion, having flashbacks, the coin as he tackled that pregnant woman. He, he tackles yeah. Skip with the same grace and delicacy of a pregnant woman, and they tumble to the ground as more explosions are happening. Real real quick, I think he, he drags Skip out of the mine, uh, sprints to the catering area, and is just shoving food into a bag as they're planning to hop on a, a speeder and speed out into the into the wilderness because he's figured out this lie is not gonna last we need to hide i just i feel so bad doric i never got to have any of your cake (laughs) (laughs) there we go thanks for listening to the flight risk podcast if you liked what you heard please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a review every review helps more people find the show If you want to help the show out, please spread the word on social media. You can find us on Twitter at FlightRiskPod and on Facebook. If you want to help us in a monetary fashion, you can head over to Patreon and help support the show. So uh, the reason why I think I've become my dad is literally because when we were working in the liquor store together, he had this super co- overly complicated system of keeping track of like the money and stuff like that. Um, and I would sit, we would sit there and scream at each other, like for hours on end, trying to like, like with me, like, dad, you don't need to have separate things for separate piles of money. You don't need this. Like, Sorry. like, like, why do we got to keep this money separate from that money? Like we could put it all in what, like, I, I, like literally, like I used to, I used to like, sit there and bitch at him and moan at him like dude there are so many so much easier ways of doing this but he was locked in his way and now when it comes to uploading files it's just like ah i don't want to create a google drive folder for you so that you can access files (laughs) from it i just want to upload them one by one and send you the link because that is how it works in my brain i am setting i'm becoming old I'm set in my ways. As long as you've accepted it. I have to admit, Joe, when you said that you used to sit in the room and just scream at each other, I had a Frozen 2 moment where your dad was like, ah! (laughs) 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 Oh my God. No, me me and my dad. Okay, so me and my dad. You're like, I can hear you. But I won't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can see Joe as a blonde. He might be able to pull that off. <laughs> Let it go, Dwayne. Yeah. Um, oh, awesome. oh, my God. All right. Uh, 10 oh, seconds. Oh, stop. Are we stopping? Yeah, everybody stop. I hadn't hit start right. yet. Cool. I was trying to bring up. I dice thought you were professional. Yeah. You're supposed to be trying the one to bring who's up good dice at Sky Jedi, and then he bitched about me only doing one second. So I'm like, no, let's make it better. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, um, all right, cool. Let me know when you're ready, Kyle. Let's do it. All right, so um, three, two, one, go. Uh, Ten seconds starts now. Quick question. 
Uh, before we actually continue, can we roll Destiny? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you try. No, you no try. I, 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 home, I, I, I accrued six side. dark side points in this long scene we've been doing, and I'm using them today. It so. is not my fault. You did not use them by the end of our last session, Dwayne. These... No, it's not session. It's the, it's the scene. This, this scene, this moment is still continuing. It's yeah. the arc. This has all it's been the location. Oh, yeah, fun. if you guys change locations, like, <laughs> oh, when, when you guys like left the caves or something, we could have rolled because now it's a different to me. When the scene changes, that's when the that's when you do a dice. This is still like if we were playing traditionally at home, we could have played like a 12 hour session, or eight hour session. We would have just went with this dice. We're just breaking it up because of real life and scheduling. So yeah. what we have is what we have. These, I, these I like the fact that there's six kids are dark die. side points sitting on the map right now. And you only one did that, sir. I did you nothing of this yourself. <laughs> I did you, nothing. Hey, you yourself. used a light side point to try to like find a stalactite or something. I think at one point. So yeah, this is on this is on you. <laughs> Blame. Je Wait, no, I I can't. Union rules. Union rules. Blame the DM. Yeah. <laughs> Solidarity. We'll take this up at the meeting later. Yeah, yeah, union. <laughs> so the flight Jackson, risk union. Look, Jackson if you sees... scroll down a little bit, you can see it says Bale Bronda used a light side point. <laughs> Bale Bronda used a light side point. Bale yeah, Bronda used a light side point. Where? Where? Just scroll down a little bit. Oh, yeah. it's card it's check. Skip. Card check. Are you in the union or not? <laughs> GM used a dark. Oh, look, skip yeah, used a light side point. I did. Bale I Bronda. Nimoy, so, why are you using light side points? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 